So, uh, according to our monastic uh, customs, we all get a year older today, those of us who've spent the rains retreat. So, uh, uh, after the Pavarana ceremony this morning, I will be 39. We, uh, I can't remember exactly how old everybody else is, but uh, we, uh, we all add on another year on the same day. We have a, a kind of movable birthday for our monastic age. So this is also a good time to uh, uh, reflect upon these kind of conventions. Uh, those of you who uh, uh, received Upasampada uh, just before the, the rains retreat, so the Venerable Ginovaro and Balado and Pasado, so now you're one. <laughs> just come into the world. And uh, uh, Sister Tejasa, are you now two? Yeah, she's now two. <laughs> so the uh, the teachings that Lumpo Cha would give about uh, convention are very significant. He, in uh, the um, uh, teachings about uh, the so the the fetters, the things that obstruct enlightenment, uh, self view is the first. Uh, then uh, doubt, skeptical doubt, is the second, and sila pataparamasa or attachment to. Uh, rites and rituals, conventions is the third. So the <clears throat> often the Sila Pataparamasa is talked about being attached to particular ceremonies or belief that if you bathe, bathe in the river Ganga, your or your bad karma will be washed away, or that if you uh, <clears throat> you touch the uh, uh, a, a, a Buddha image on the head, then uh, that will be um, some kind of bad karma or disrespectful in some intrinsic and absolute way. But uh, Ajahn Chah would uh, expand the, uh, the range of, of uh, say, understanding in terms of Sila Pataparamasa rather than just religious conventions and uh, rituals and traditions and customs like the right way to bow or how you should wear your robes and such like. But he would expand that to uh, all different aspects of our life like the, the, um, the clothes that people wear, what's considered uh, attractive or old-fashioned or conventions such as, as money, uh, shaking hands. When he first came to the West, he was intrigued by people meeting each other and shaking hands. He thought it was a very unusual, strange thing to do. But when two people meet, rather than making anjali, they stick their hand out and rub their hands together. Oh, very curious. <laughs> So he had a very interesting time visiting the West and seeing the different customs that we had here, different traditions and conventions. So we all get a year older today and uh, we can relate to our seniority um, as something absolute or we can recognize, well, what is ordination anyway? You know, as a group of people gather together in a building, we uh, recite some verses in Pali and and uh, people come, people go, uh, people arrive, people depart, and then we say, this is a monk, or this is a nun, this is an anagarika. Uh, we have these conventions that uh, symbolize uh, human agreements, but uh, Lumpur Chah was very incisive and thorough in his way of pointing out these are just uh, <coughs> empty in, uh, in intrinsically without, uh, without meaning. They're not, they're not absolute qualities. And in one of his talks called, uh, entitled Convention and Liberation, it begins with the words, the things of this world are merely conventions of our own creation. Having established them, we get lost in them, giving rise to all kinds of trouble and confusion. I think if we just take that one sentence, 
and apply that to how we see the world, how we, we judge things as beautiful or ugly, as the right way to do things, the wrong way to do things, then, and see how much uh, stress and, and uh, grief, uh, agitation we create in ourselves through our own attachment to conventions, you know, how things should be done, how they shouldn't be done, what is right, what is wrong. Uh, and uh, to, to bring attention to that and see how the mind does get lost in, in conventions and uh, see how that it doesn't have to be lost in that way. The way that we name people, the way that we name uh, forms and colors, the way that we name anything, uh, the mind establishes things into existence. As uh, Lumpur Chow would say, we, we determine things into existence. You know, I can say, you know, this is, a, a, this is a teacup because it's got my tea in it, but it's not intrinsically a teacup. You could put a plant in it, uh, you could uh, use it for a toothbrush, <laughs> you could uh, um, put a Buddha image on it, make it into a shrine. You know, we can do anything with it. So many of us have heard these kind of teachings many, many times before, and you say, oh yeah, yeah, this is, uh, okay, convention and liberation, yeah, great talk. You know, we, we hear these kind of words and we, we switch off, but then uh, during the course of the day, then how, uh, how easy it is to, to, uh, to see, who's put that there? Someone's moved my, someone's moved my sitting cloth, or, yeah. Don't they know that they, um, that's not the right way to, uh, to arrange things? How easy it is for us to get lost in our own creations, our own determinations. And so I really encourage us on this uh, occasion, the, the, uh, all getting a year older, to consider, well, what, what do these numbers mean? Our physical age, Ajahn Sundra was 71 yesterday. 71 watts. You know, the earth goes around the sun, the sun 71 times. So? <laughs> yeah. um, the, you know, I've been around uh, 61 years. So? What do these numbers really mean? So taking that, that uh, step, that opportunity to, to uh, look at the conventions that we use, our age, our name, our weight, our skin color, our nationality, all these things are conventions that we, we determine into existence. Yeah? And that uh, we can create uh, such a strong uh, say, uh, habit of identity around them and create a lot of uh, stress and difficulty on account of them. When we recognize the mind determines things into existence, and it's, it's something that the mind does, then the mind can not do it. We can, we can see the intrinsically transparent, empty nature of those conventions, and then we, uh, we find the heart is really free, so we're able to use conventions without being limited by them. If we think, oh, this is all just conventions, this is all just kind of rites and rituals and customs, it's all empty, Ajahn Amaro just said so, <laughs> therefore, I'll put my teacup wherever I like, I'll just leave my shoes, I'll refuse to put my shoes on the rack. You know, the shoe rack is just a convention. <laughs> we call it, we, we just call it a shoe rack, it's not really a shoe rack, I'll just leave my shoes in the middle of the room. So, uh, it's not a matter of uh, defying convention or uh, ignoring it, that's not the way we get beyond convention. We learn to use conventions, uh, but without attachment. And so Ajahn Chah in himself, uh, as I have often remarked, he was someone who was extremely proper, very, very thorough. And there's uh, someone, uh, someone here today, a visitor from my ancient past, uh, 
Davis Rowe and uh, his wife. We last saw each other in 1979 <laughs> when we were both, uh, I was a, new, a newly ordained bhikkhu, he was a novice. So we haven't seen each other since actually the end of the Vasa 1979. But we're, we, uh, and Ajahn Sundra, also you met Lumpur Chao when he came to England? You never met Lumpur Chao? So perhaps I'm the only person here who ever actually met him. Anyway, take it from me. <laughs> that uh, he was extremely uh, 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 proper, very tidy, very conventional, put, did everything in a very thorough, scrupulous, careful way, uh, and was very insistent on how things were done. You know, exactly how you put your, your yarn, your bag, is put down like this with the, with the, the strap folded over the top. You know? not just kind of flopped over to one side, but neatly folded so you have it in equal arrangement on either side on top of the arm. That's how you put the arm down. Not like that. <laughs> like that. This is how the arm is placed. But he, uh, so he was very thorough and demanding, scrupulous in the, the standards, the conventions that were used, but without any kind of uh, attachment to them. And if he saw people were attached, then he would find a way of uh, revealing that to them. So uh, one good example was uh, uh, in Thailand, it's very hot in the morning, arms round, you'd be coming back from the village probably about 6.30 or 7 in the morning when it's getting really warm. So between the edge of the village and when you get back to the monastery, that's often a half a kilometer or a kilometer uh, of, of walk just along the, the, the country lanes. So... Uh, once you're outside the village, you don't have to be, quote-unquote, properly covered. So, so uh, some monks, to, uh, because they were getting hot, would hitch the robe up on one shoulder so that the air could circulate a bit and sort of uh, and let your armpits have a bit of uh, cool, uh, cool air to air things out a bit. And uh, uh, this was something that, uh, that uh, was, uh, uh, say, disapproved of. And Ajahn Chah would, uh, would uh, say, that shouldn't be done, it's untidy and improper. And one of his senior monks was particularly uh, obsessed with that. Should never be done. It was total, you know, uh, uh, totally abhorrent and inappropriate behavior. But Lumpur Chan knew that this monk was very attached. To this, you know, you should never ever hitch your robes up on the way back from the arms round. So when this particular senior monk came to visit, and Ajahn Chah was walking back from the village with him, lo and behold, Ajahn Chah blithely hooks his robes up onto his shoulder and carries on you know, walking along side by side, you know, chatting freely away, kind of just to see what the other monk's going to do with it. So here's my revered Ajahn doing exactly what we both know is totally inappropriate. So Ajahn Chah would, would tweak situations he would never set things up deliberately, but he was not, he was not averse to tweaking, <laughs> taking advantage of a situation uh, to give a teaching. And so that uh, uh, he wouldn't do anything you know, completely uh, uh, sort of against the, the Vinaya, like um, shooting somebody or, you know, or uh, you know, behaving in a, in a way that was uh, sort of contrary to, the, to the, uh, the precepts. But he would use situations like that to help uh, the mind recognizes attachment to to conventions. Okay, Here, uh, you you have great respect for me. <laughs> you uh, you think it's totally appalling for monks to hitch their robes up. I'm hitching my robe up. What do you do with this? <laughs> and then uh, uh, we uh, we we learn that it's not the convention that liberates. It's the mind that that liberates. So that then we use the conventions. They serve us. They're part of our life. 
but we're not dominated or eliminated or limited by them. So I offer these few uh, reflections this morning. Uh, have a, a very good day. <laughs>